this is August 7th, 1995, and Sister Prince and George Elliott are just going to talk. So, talk, George. <laughs> it's about, I mean, now we're looking at a photograph of the boys well, on the stage. Yeah, the these boys have now grown. As a matter of fact, youngsters out of this group have grown up and completed careers and retired. Mm -hmm. And uh, I even play golf with one or two of them who were in this, but I don't necessarily remember this set. But in the Y Circuses, I would have about five groups of this size, one to do an act on apparatus and gymnastics, another might do a dance, a routine of some kind, depending on the theme that I picked up for the year. Mm -hmm. And um, one year it was um, the Y Circus, and they would come out and sing that song, Peanuts, and, and have clowns. We really put costumes on. They were really dressed out. And um, another set would be gymnasts, and they'd be on the apparatus which we brought in there. And that was uh, five nights with the Keel Auditorium field. And we had a great time. But we did the first half of the show, you see, and then the second half of the show with a professionals. Um, one year we brought Duke Ellington, Ellis Fitzgerald, and next year we'd bring in King Coltrill. All the St. Louis people saw those people because you that was the only that King Coltrill? Are you saying that King Coltrill? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ellis Fitzgerald, that King Coltrill, and um, uh, the guy that played the xylophone so well. Still does. <laughs> Well, I can't think of his name, but those were all the big bands that would come in from one year to the next. We had Count Basie one year, and I um, see that was a time when 20,000 black folks saw their great musicians and bands, and the only place they were coming into St. Louis, mm -hmm. and so it, they filled it up every time, and these kids were the first 30 minutes. Not this set. There was another set that did something else, and another set that did something else. I but you trained all of them, or did somebody else have to do with? I trained them. I dreamed up what their theme would be, and what kind of dance that they would do, or work with what the show was going to be. That was my responsibility as a staff member at Pine Street Y. And I spent summers. Uh, I worked, and I went to camp and all that kind of thing. But I worked that out during that time, and then they had to have music, and we had a, a band, a ranger, and the music had to be uh, transferred from me onto the band's music so that they could play for these kids to perform. Mm -hmm. So we had, uh, we had a very well-known band that was local that backed all this up at the beginning and the opening of the show and all that kind of thing. And then they would have a half-time uh, intermission, and when they came back, it was the pros. Mm -hmm. It was great. What did it, what did they, what, how much did a ticket cost? Oh, I imagine they were paying six or seven dollars. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm backstage. <laughs> I've got 150 youngsters got to be put in rooms and dressing and calling out on time and ready. I don't know about the stage. I don't even remember it. I don't know about when he took that picture. How many years did you do this? 
I did it four years. I only worked for the Y four years. When I came out of college, I spent one year down the city of recreation. Mm -hmm. Then I came down and got me and said, come on, you know, you belong up here at the Y. Mm -hmm. And I came and I stayed four years. And then I decided I would uh, try to find out what teaching was all about. Mm -hmm. So I packed up and left St. Louis and went to Virginia because you couldn't teach in St. Louis without a year of experience. Why did some people choose uh, to go to like Ohio State and why did some people choose to go, uh, where did you go? I went to Iowa. Iowa. What was the you difference? You couldn't go to the University of No, I know Missouri. you couldn't go to the University of Missouri, <laughs> but what was the How difference? How did you choose mm -hmm. the school? Yes. Physical education was my field and that was one of the best in the country. And so I went to Iowa because they had reputation, they had books out, and they were. And my friends, some went over to Illinois, and some went up to Kansas. I got a lot of friends went to camp, Kansas, and uh, all those other places, according to what they, sometimes because they lived in that area. Mm -hmm. You know, I had friends that went to Kansas, and then I had friends right there in St. Louis who went up to Kansas. Mm -hmm. We relate all the time still through that fraternity you talked about a few minutes Kappa ago. Alpha Psi. Yeah. It's in all that, all over the world. So you all met at Lincoln? That's where you met your, the friends that you're talking about? No, we were St. Louisans, most of us right there in the Ville. But you said that some of them were from Kansas. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Why, how, they weren't St. Louisans, who were no. they? They were Kansas, they, they were born in Tulsa and raised in Tulsa. But where'd you meet them? They became teachers in St. Louis. When they, oh, when they graduated from these other schools, they I came see. back and we all related and they, they were teachers. I see. And uh, so we, we've been together many years now. Okay. Many of those four. Well, back to the Pine Street Y and the circus. Um, uh, that, that was every year they had this? Yeah. It ran from about... Uh, it had to grow from scratch, and when I say it, what they call the, the Pine Street Circus was first in the gym at Pine Street Y in about 1925. And they had the circus every year, but it kept growing. So about five years later, they had to go over to Michelle High School mm -hmm. so it could accommodate more people. And I think they had only about two or three years. That would have put it in around 32. And then it got too big for Bashan High School. So they said, we're going to kill our tongue. And that's what they did. And it went on until about 1930, um, well, I did mine in 42, 44, about 45. We ran 20, 25 years. Why did it stop? Among other things, integration, it was too expensive. Those big bands like that became so expensive you couldn't bring them because they were becoming more well-known all over the country and we just couldn't afford that. Mm -hmm. They were taking all the money. <laughs> we were doing all the work and they were taking all the money, mm -hmm. which is the way it went. The economics changed, you had integration, you had television begin to come in, people saw them, they didn't have to come to a wide circus to see them. Mm -hmm and it just changed the nature. So, um, 
you, but ha and it started, I think uh, you mentioned it on this other little piece of tape that we did, that it really started as a circus. You had kids, you had clowns come in, and yeah. it was a very small scale yeah. kind mm -hmm. of thing. I was in it. I remember when I was a kid in it. And you were in you it? You know, and they clowns and apparatus and Acrobats. sawdust on the floor and acrobats and everything, yeah. And, and we as kids would come out and do our port, you know. And then, of course, in the years to come, as it grew bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. it became professional. They went pro. It wasn't professional over the wire. It was just the physical education department worked up a program for the parents. Mm -hmm. But it kept growing. Okay. Around 20, 25 years. And it paid for the camp tuition. Yes, and it that was a camp benefit. That, that's the main purpose? Did the funds go anyplace else? Mm -mm. Just no, to the camp? Just for camp. Just for the camp. That yeah. whole circus was for the camp. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay, well shall we go on our tour? Let's do it. Okay. We're at the Monsanto Y now, which is a placement for the Pine Street Y. H Boulevard. 5,500, I think. This was the old Principia. This is the old Principia grounds, and here in the middle of this area was the um, administration building. And right over at this point was the biology department, and you played basketball in that taller part down there. So that was a huge gym. Yeah. And um, over here, what did we, what was that when we came in? We've always used it for early childhood training, but uh, I don't remember what they were doing with it. So they had all these buildings here, and we came in, and we used parts of it. You know, it was nice for about uh, five years. Let me open the window. They had the swing pool down in there. Can I have to turn that off? They had the swimming pool down in that building. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course the gymnasium was upstairs and the club rooms were over there. We used that building more than, than most of the other parts of this. They finally eliminated, as a matter of fact, everything but that room, that building. Uh, the Metropolitan YMCA spent about uh, close to $100,000 to to rehab that building so that it is now a lovely little facility for child care. And uh, that's where they do their early childhood program. Mm -hmm. Must have about 25 youngsters who come there every day, mothers work, so forth. You were going to tell me about when you came out here, something when we drove in here, you were getting ready to tell well, me. Well, I was just getting ready to say what I've just been saying, mm. that there were all these buildings around. This was not there, of course. Uh, the new the facilities there. that you're Yeah, using. the one that we're in now, where, um, if you want to take a moment, we can walk in there for a second and just kind of look around. Okay, I've been inside. Oh, have you? Uh-huh, oh, but I'd well. be happy to go again, if you want to show yeah. me. Standing outside of the Monsanto Y, and I, I just would like you to tell me you had you had such a hand in this that you must feel really wonderful about 
seeing it all in motion and everybody enjoying it and everybody busy. Um, but you have also spoken about the fact that uh, it's not the same as the Pine Street Y. That's correct. Um, at the Pine Street Y, it was that was the focus and the only place that youngsters could go, and that's where all the town meetings for adults were held and so forth. This facility doesn't offer that much because there's so many other facilities also. Matthew Dickey Boys Club, um, Carver House, and several others. So this is not the only one, and uh, what you get is a thinning out of relationships and so everybody's not coming to the same place and so everybody in the town doesn't necessarily know each other like we did back in Pine Street. And also there's not the, uh, you're not able to maybe have the influence on children that you had in those days, is that possible? I would think that would be correct. Certainly, at least certainly in the winter time, uh, we don't have the concentration of youngsters, same ones coming every week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so our opportunity to influence and to shape up their uh, character and uh, their way of thinking and their way of living with one another is not as strong as it was. Also, we don't have Camp Rivercliff. That's where we're in two weeks we could uh, we'd do tremendous amount to mold character and uh, ways of life. In other words, setting goals and all that. We did a lot of that there because you had them all day from early in the 7 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. And you were constantly influencing and getting these principles over. Well, and also uh, you, you, you told me that um, uh, Mr. Cook uh, picked up the telephone and got you situated at Lincoln College. Yeah, that's right, Lincoln University in Jefferson Lincoln City. Lincoln University, and someone else had told me a story not long ago. He came back from the war and he went over to see the basketball coach at uh, uh, Sumner. Gosh, what was his name? William, I can't bring it to mind at the moment. Bullard or Bullock or something like that. Anyway, he said, what are you going to do? And picked up the phone and put him in Lincoln. <laughs> so, well, he had a tremendous influence in Lincoln simply because he was going there to officiate and he was uh -huh. relating with the athletic directors yeah. and all that sort of thing. And they had they thought a lot of him. And uh, whenever we teams come through St. Louis, they'd stop at the Pine Street Y and eat and, and whatever they were going to do. You know, that was their key point. And so they knew Mr. Cook very well. And, and uh, he was about assisting and helping you and he did that day in day out of course he did a lot for adults too he was he was 60 years before his time 50 years before his time when we moved on this ground he only was alive for about six months he was pretty getting pretty much older and worn out by then but uh, he was the uh, executive director, they called it, uh, at that time when Pine Street moved here. And I say moved here, it was bought by the Metropolitan YMCA. And uh, Metropolitan YMCA, it was the key as we negotiated where we would like to be. 
Incidentally, did you know across the street where there were dormitories for the Principia? Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. kids came from all over the country, you know. You know what Principia is and it was about. It's, um, it's, it was primarily and still is because it's now a very beautiful place. Have you been to that one out in Clayton? I think that's Clayton. Mm, it's, it's out further. Yeah. It's out in the county. Uh -huh. And those kids uh, all come from all over and and uh, get their education in that facility where they can understand mm -hmm. what's going on and so forth and so on in their religion. Yeah, and, uh, it's what? I forgot. It's a... Uh, I wasn't able to... It's not Seventh-day Adventist. No, I know. But you don't believe in doctors. Right. What did you say? You don't believe in doctors. You no. believe in God's healing. Um, all right. Well... When you, when I was they chairman of the board that... Uh, at the Pine Street Y? Of managers. No. Of, well, at the Pine Street Y, but when we moved here, we named it Page Park. And I was chairman of the board of Page Park YMCA. Uh -huh. Pine Street no longer existed. existed. And uh, we met and governed and hired staff and set up program and okayed it and did all those things. Okay. We're on... Uh, We're on Fountain. Fountain. I was trying to find the name of the other... No, that's okay. We'll we'll put it back. What's over there? <laughs> Fountain and I can't. Uh, can't see that. Mm -mm. So, and we're in a park. Right, and I guess this is and, Fountain Park, isn't it? And we're that's looking at Martin Luther King statue. Now, just tell me how you, what that's you were going to say. Well, I think Martin Luther King meant more to a city and to a total location that ought to be where the public sees it more. There are, the people here don't, I mean, that's not, he's not being exposed for the value that he was to the community and the work that he did. So who do you think's choice it was to put the statue here? I don't know who makes statues around here and where they just, and who decides where they should be. Caucasian city fathers is what you mean. Yeah, that's okay. correct. All right. So the, and you're right. I do believe. I mean, see, nobody's coming near that. And this is not a park where the general public comes. Yeah, there's, there's no rally here. There's no. Nothing happens here. Yeah. Look at it. It's not even well taken care of. Yeah. It's the first time I've been up in front of it. Let's go see it. Park is called the. Park. Uh, but anyway, it's on Fountain and uh, Albert. Fountain and Park. Well, okay. Fountain Park. And here with Mr. Elliot Happ in his car and a police car driving around, and I think I'm crazy. Oh, he just went after somebody. Oh, here comes Mr. Elliot with his camera. Mr. Elliot feels that they put this statue of Martin Luther King in a place where, I suppose, he didn't say it, but where it can do no harm. Maybe he will say it. <sighs> no, I didn't get him yet. Okay. 
It says, His dream, our dream. Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., 1929-1968. And you're right, it isn't very well taken care of. No, it isn't. They could do better than that if they have respect for it like they should. Would you stand over there and let me take one? Would you you want me in it? Is, uh, we ought to be exposed to a broader, like down on the plaza. Well, do you think that they felt that this would negate him or it, people, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be helpful? You think they did that on purpose? Well, I don't think they thought about it probably as to what the significance of putting it out in this little small park meant in relation to, uh, to what he meant to mankind. I think they missed it. Though. They probably put it out here because they thought more people would see him here than anywhere else. That's nice of you to think that way. <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, there's no doubt about it. They, uh, in my opinion, they missed the boat by setting him way over here in a small little park like that. Now, Mr. Elliot, if I was black, would you give me the same answer that you just gave me? I surely would. Would you? That's exactly what I think, and that's the only thing I would be able to say. But I often wonder when I ask questions. I'm going to keep asking questions on this one. Sooner or later, we're going to have to address this. Well, I doubt very seriously if anybody would move it at this point. Do you? I don't know if I don't know if I got that on tape, but what you just said, would you repeat it for me, please? Did I think that um, that they moved? They moved twenty-five thousand graves out of the Washington Cemetery. Mm -hmm. So they could do the airport. Mm -hmm. Washington Park Cemetery. Uh -huh. So they can do what they, if whatever they deem is wise. Well, Simmons had a great tradition for many years. I maybe should turn around and go up past it because. Uh, All right, let's do. Let's that because that's St. Louis Avenue right there, right? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. Let's find. Let's find a school now on St. Louis Avenue. You remember I told you that I was born up on Newstead and I started grade kindergarten in a portable down there on the other end of Sumner. You're looking at Sumner. Oh, I can see Sumner, right. Yeah. And down on the end of that building is where the portables were, where we started kindergarten and got up to certain point and then you came over here about the fourth grade, fifth grade maybe. And I did fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth here. And uh, that was when I was a kid. And then graduated from that and went back over to Sumner, did four years in high school. And lo and behold, by the time I came out of high school they had put Lincoln University, they had put Stowe College here. 
bricks. He had newish looking bricks down on that yes. hand. Mm -hmm. That next was so to the college. church. Well, and right the, next to the, the church is uh, is um, across the pathway. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and they built a gym in there. I think that's a gym. But I mean, attached to Simmons School, you couldn't tell them between Simmons School and Stowe College, except by the size and age of the students walking in the door. Hmm. And Lincoln University's Junior College. I said I started out in Junior College. This is where I started out in Junior College. So you see, I just went back and forth from my. I mixed up. You said that's that was that was Stowe. I did. Okay, and then you said Lincoln. Lincoln was in Poro. The classrooms were integrated. Oh. Lincoln men and Stowe women had classes together. That's what you mean by integrated. Lincoln Law. Was in the what? Poro building. The extension. Lincoln extension. Uh, the law school. Lincoln's law school. Oh, it was in the Poro, it was was in the Poro, Poro building, building. But this was Lincoln. This was Lincoln Junior College. Oh, okay. And uh, we got our first two years of college. Here. From Lincoln University. Here, okay. right. Okay, all right. They paid the teachers. Mm -hmm. The state paid the teachers. Here, in the Simmons School and in the Stowe, Stowe uh, the St. Louis Public Schools were paying them. See? Okay. Because it wasn't anything but women. Mm -hmm. See, I was not only black, <laughs> I was a man. So I couldn't, they didn't take men in Stowe. Thank God. I thought you said you went to Stowe then. I went to the Stowe building. And went to Lincoln. That's correct. I'm sorry, George. No problem. <laughs> I could see how that would be confusing. That's what I did. Fourth grade to the eighth, ninth to the twelfth, mm -hmm. first year college and second year college. Gotcha. Jefferson City. So this must have been a busy little place. I understand that this this playground was used continually from every season. They pushed the snow off of it and and uh, played here and it was the center of activity. Yeah. It's like all the other elementary schools. I don't recall anything special or different. All of them uh, had summer programs. Mm -hmm. They had allocations, you know, and they conducted summer programs and so forth and so on. But maybe somebody had a particularly good experience or experiences mm -hmm. on this particular one. Mm -hmm. In front of uh, Sumner High School and we are on what street? We're on Kennerly now. Kennerly. It's on Cottage. And it's on Cottage and Pendleton. on the Cottage and Pendleton. Cottage and Pendleton. And we're looking left to the left part and there's a new building that uh, is what now? You talking about the east? Yes. That's the east end. It's just just classes? But it used to be where, where the, uh, George had, went to school in the portables, the portables and they yeah. were wooden buildings. There were about six portables. And I think there was some up on this end too because I've been in groups where we were talking they said, yeah, well I went up to one on the other end. There were portables on each end mm -hmm. for kindergartens for the entire area. Mm -hmm. And um, then after you finished in that, now to go back and if I may, sure. and see down on this end, was where they taught public school teachers 
in what they call normal. That's before my time. That's before they put them over here. See? To stow. To stow. Okay, what is normal? It was Sumner normal. What does Sumner normal mean? That's what where is they te taught what? ladies to be teachers in two years, they taught them. Okay. Normal education is two years. I see. And, uh, and that's it, the, it the western part of that building. Yeah. That's Sumner. So what you had were normal Sumner teachers, normal. Sumner mm -hmm. normal there, and you had the portables down here and the portables up there for kindergarten, and you had 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grades throughout the rest of that building. And when they and when they put Stowe over on the side of Simmons, then they did they the, stop the normal? Yeah, they, that ceased. Mm -hmm. All persons going to be a teacher had to do four years. And so they built a... And that... They, added, they took a piece of Simmons. They didn't okay. build anything, I don't think. They just took part of Simmons. And where was Stowe before that? There never was a Stowe before that. That was the first Stowe? Yeah. Okay. When they ceased to have the teachers being taught there for the public schools, they built that building. That was Stowe. That's where I worked. Turner Middle School was Stowe? No. This is Turner Middle School. That's Turner Middle School now. Oh, oh, it was Stowe. Yeah. That was Stowe. Uh huh. And it wasn't this Turner uh, Open Air? School for cricket, yeah. Open Air School. Open Air School. So. Then they built that for Stowe, mm -hmm. and this is, and this, okay. I have a feeling that this is something to do with the Board of Education, but we'll, we'll look at it. Um, you right. mean now? Yeah. What is it now? It's still a part of the Board of Education. They're, uh, they're rehabbing it. Uh -huh. They got men working in there like crazy. You said that that was the first place you taught. No, no, that. that was that was somebody else. I, see, when I came back from Virginia, I applied to Ferguson, Missouri, and I became a principal out there. Right, Vernon, Vernon Elementary School. Yeah, Vernon, right. School or something, and they said, I think maybe you could go over there. They need a person, and I went over there, and was to Turner. Be, it was Stowe. Stowe, so I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on first. And it is Turner Middle School right, now. Right, right, right. Okay. And uh, I went over there, and the principal said, and we clicked. And I had that job, and we, I had eight wonderful years there until they uh, integrated. I was with it till it integrated. And they integrated and went to out on Harris when I showed you out yes. on. Uh, that's where we went. We and that was on Kings Highway? No. What that was, was that? what? What street was that on? That was on Enright Avenue. Ken Harris. And you could see it from Union. Uh-huh. Okay. Union. We That's went over Union, and you could see it. But, uh, so that that then was Harris, and you went to Harris, and then you made him have it Harris. You asked him to get Harris back Stowe. and pick up his name. Yeah. And then you took over, Harris Stowe took over Vashon. Yes. What was Vashon? That's right. Vashon right. took over what was Hadley and Pendleton. And Pendleton, and we're looking at the James House, which uh, at one time it was built uh, by the St. James Church for 
senior citizens. And that's the first, that's the second institution that was built in the Ville. Probably. I read it in a book. Did you read Antioch first? I don't know who was first. Um, Antioch, I think, was first. Yeah. No, 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 there, I'm trying to it think. It wasn't Antioch? No, I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think what the first... But anyway, this was, um, this was Annie Poro. Malone's, that was the Poro. That was the Poro building. Building, yeah. It had, down on this end, she had a, on the first floor, a beautiful ice cream parlor and a beautiful lobby. It must have been, why that lady was sitting behind the counter in the lobby, they must have had a little hotel facility. They did. Did they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because those ladies were sitting, and I'm remembering this from when I was going the door and I was 10 and 11 years old. And uh, and down on that half of that area was the factory where they made her products that she sold. Mm -hmm. And between them was an alleyway where the big trucks would come in, pick up the deliveries, you know, and take them wherever they took them. <laughs> you know, I didn't, didn't pay that much attention, but I remember how it looked and so forth and had the experiences that we had. Over here was a storefront, little facility that James Cook was assigned to take in the beginning of his career. And he related with Annie Malone very well. But the storefront, what, was that where Ellardsville was? That's where the Ellardsville Y was. Oh. Just in a little corner here. The rest of the block was homes and houses, big flats really. Well, that's a big corner, so what else was in that corner? What else? Well, this was the YMCA on this end, and down the rest of it was flats. So you were very close. You just walked right over to Tandy Park and played. We played all kinds of stuff with the was our group. Okay, and Reverend Cook, he was this, this was, he was Antioch. Yeah. He was Reverend of Antioch Baptist Church. Okay. Yeah, Tandy was right over there. We Tandy many Field. A, many a thing over there. So where was Tandy Community Center? Oh, okay. All right, well, are we finished You're here? Ready? Are we finished here? Wait a minute. I think so. I can't say anything else except that it was on this roof that Annie Malone let Jim Cook bring his Friday night movies. That's where mom brought me, I remember, you know. And that was a nice outlet for the parents. There wasn't any theater anywhere close to here. Nice little walk. So he arranged that. Annie Malone allowed him to do that. Right. Ultimately, she built a theater in there, a beautiful theater, mm -hmm. with balcony and stage, and curtains, some live. Performers, I remember Eddie Southern, great violinist. Southern? Yeah. Eddie? Eddie Southern. But so how were the movies done up on the roof? Just... Oh, that was just setting up a... A sheet uh, or something. Yeah, you know, and you looked at Dracula or something like just that. Just for that, kids. Yeah, that was just small. Uh -huh. This was many years later, ten, about 10 years later yeah. she built that. And incidentally, uh, Lincoln University got this corner up in here, and this is where the Lincoln University Law School was. Mm -hmm. We have some 
Yes, an outstanding judicial individual still in the city who started and finished Lincoln University Law School. So because the state wouldn't allow blacks to go to their regular schools, they paid, University of Missouri, they paid your tuition to go someplace they else? They paid my tuition and any other black who wanted yes. to go away to college could go away. They paid this school's faculty and they didn't need to pay the students. I don't think students, and they probably paid a tuition. They probably didn't have to pay it because the state was taking care of it, uh -huh. they adjusted and keep it. I see. You know, and, uh, so, but it was within this facility. Mm -hmm. As after Annie Malone had gone to Chicago. But it, then when you went up to uh, Iowa, did they pay you your Not tuition? Me, but they paid my tuition, yeah. I picked care of my room, board, and transportation. Oh, you you took care of your room and board and transportation. Yeah, so they didn't go out of a whole lot of money. No, <laughs> no, they didn't. It was a whole lot cheaper for, to pay for what I was getting than it would be if I had had the class at the University of Missouri. Yeah. But, um, okay. But in this St. James Church was one of the first yeah, buildings yeah. in here. When they put that addition onto it, they put the so. first floor on it in '51. Back in that corner over there. Yeah. In that 51? But I think it was built in the. Oh, yeah. It was there 30 years before they ever put right. it. Yeah, even before that. They, they did all their church. I've forgotten where they had a degree in, but he was a musician who played on the, on the bass violin. You pull that lever. And the result was that he played with Duke. Lionel Hampton, mm -hmm. uh, and finally ended up on Broadway. So, what did you and? Uh, All I'm saying is, there are different things that happen to people. That yeah. What you What you guys play? Play? You said you played all around here. Oh, ball! We play baseball out in that alley. Uh -huh. with a long, elongated. Uh -huh. If you knocked it over the fence in somebody's yard, you. I would, you know, <laughs> but if you could get it to go down that alley, we played ball. And, mm -hmm. uh, that was our main function. Was ball. Activity, yeah.